1: back.
2: Hey, welcome to Arms
0: Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I am your host and uh, hey, your moderator, your uh, your your animal herder, cat herder for the rest of the program here for the next two hours here. Hey, we are coming to you live. You can probably hear the background uh, here. We are at the National Rifle Association's annual meetings at in, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, what is what's the, what's the number is this one? What is this
1: one? The 147th. The 147th. National Rifle
0: Associations Annual Meetings
3: annual and meetings Exhibitions.
1: And Exhibitions. There we go. Because remember
0: go. last year
1: it was
3: 146, so this year it's 147.
0: To answer your question, no, I don't remember last year. But that that's, uh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of I don't remember yesterday also as well. What would so. you have for breakfast? What is this breakfast you speak of? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I think those brain cells have long disappeared. Yeah. Oh yes.
0: Hey, let me go around the room, uh, folks, and this is a very big room. Let me go around the room here real quick and introduce uh, the people that are with me today, my uh, my cohorts, my my compadres on my right, the right hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Doctor
4: approve Michael memos, Michael lead a workshop Michael Remember Michael birthdays. birthdays.
3: Ah, it's good to be here. I can't say I'm good to be back because this is the first time being here.
0: Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's 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 good to be back at the annual meetings in a new town. Yeah. It's kind of like okay. the GPS here, which we'll talk about also <laughs> before <laughs> the re- end re- of this segment.
3: Recalculate. Recalcul- <laughs> re- yeah, we go calculate- 300 recalcul- miles and
0: make a U-turn. In,
3: in a quarter mile, continue straight, turn right.
0: <laughs> hey, listen, normally on my left, uh, guarding the door would be the legal ninja, Mr. Kevin Maxwell but Kevin is not here with us this weekend. Uh, Kevin had uh, we talked to folks, we told you last week. A lot a lot, lot of legal stuff he had to take care of. He had some court cases and was not able to get them rescheduled. So his priority has gone to his the the, the clients. Because he's got some legal ninja, that you know, people need ninja. Yeah, if you need legal ninja, in, he'll be the one to do some legal ninja on you. So
1: you won't see it coming. No,
0: no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. no you'd be like, where'd that bill come Smoke
1: from? <laughs> <laughs> How'd that bill get in my pocket? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but
0: he's like that with serving service, also. You know. Oh, oh remember, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. a lot of things can be billable hours. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for
0: sure. That's for sure. Very true. Hey, uh, on my other left. The further left, middle left, is the uh, <laughs> well, joining don't, us. For, don't push me so far to the left. No, no, not that far left. Okay. Just just to the left of me on left hand. If you hang a Louie, he's right there. That's me. Uh, please welcome back to the program uh, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Ground Radio, Major Bill.
2: Major t- Bill. Ground control to Major. T- Bill.
1: It is Wonderful to be here, surrounded by all these fun-loving, gun-loving.
0: Yeah, by eighty thousand uh, at yes. a minimum,
1: eighty thousand of our closest Second Amendment allies. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know, <laughs> and I would like to uh, like to give a big shout out to the Dallas Police Department and the Texas DPS that are out here and uh, patrolling back and forth and providing the uh, security for us here.
0: And for the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, since we're here in Dallas, we should we should say hello to them, as well. Well, I they're not here, the,
1: but I'd like to say hello to them
0: <laughs> as well.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, yo, know, listen, DPS and, uh, and and Dallas PD and and um, I believe it's Dallas County Sheriff. I've seen in here as well. At yes, the there's
1: yeah. been Fort Worth Garland yeah. PD. Right. There's been a lot lot out here for this convention and Secret Service. But well, yeah, yeah, <sharp inhale>
3: yeah, it's a secret.
1: It's a secret.
3: Yeah, because you guys uh, just to give. Give a little theater to the mind. The way we're set up right now, my back is to the wall, so I can see everybody walking by, and Bill and Mike have to look at me and the wall. And we just had Donald Trump Jr. walk past us, and I think he had like you know close to a dozen different Secret Service guys walking around with him.
0: We uh, well here's a here's a here's a quick funny. We'll uh-huh. tell you this one since you mentioned uh, Don Jr. Yes. Uh, he went over to see our friend over yes, at the, the knife over at the yep. knife booth. Uh uh-huh. yes. I'm not going to say uh-huh. which knife booth because you know what? They I, they ain't paying us. Right. No. Well, I asked him to come <laughs> over here. I said, uh, "Hey, buddy, friend of mine, uh-huh. why don't you Long come hang buddy out, buddy, and, and talk friend. about that?" Well, you know, it's my contract. I'm like, I don't so, do radio. So yeah. So we're not gonna we're not gonna mention his name or give him any props. But he uh, he gave a knife to uh, Donald Jr. Yes. And. This was, you know, they've known each other for a while yes, from the yes. same part of the country together. They've known each other, you know, as, as passers-by kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, here's the knife, but the deal is when we, you know, you get this very nice high-end knife, uh, we all take a picture of you, and we all hold knives. Mm-hmm. And, and evidently that part of the conversation didn't get relayed to the Secret Service. <laughs> so so Don Jr. standing there holding the knife, and the two other employees of the company pull their knives out, it was it was almost you know and in about, the first about twelve guys <laughs> yeah. flinched 12, 12 Secret Service guys come come about halfway across tables at them so yeah. so but that's that's what you get folks when you don't play ball with Arms Room Radio we tell <laughs> we tell your embarrassing stories oh, that's right <laughs> so so that's, we, that's we what you get for cool us we tell cool stories for you yeah so we are here in Dallas uh, we were here in uh was it uh, you know, October September time frame for the gun rights policy conference. Uh, came came here for that. Now I think that must have been a different Dallas because the Dallas I went to then, we we I took the, I took the uh, the, the 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 Uber the, the the shuttle the Lyft ride whatever it was to the hotel uh-huh. and everything's all there. So you get to do everything in one event, okay, in one venue, one location. Here, this is a convention center. It's one of your typical big convention centers. There's no hotel here at this one. There's not even hotels within walking distance of this one that I'm aware of. I'm not I'm uh, not you know, bashing any Dallas downtown hotels if there happened to be one, but to get around this town is uh, bill do you remember when we were in kabul and uh they had no roadways or any organized traffic and uh, things would go boom in the middle of the roads yes yeah it was better there yes (laughs) it was better i I agree with you
1: and the uh i I think the mass transit system there all the jingle trucks oh yeah yeah yeah. that might have you know been better too
0: yep yeah i think i think it would have been it would have it would have been better yeah that was a we got in the car yesterday, and the directions coming out of the GPS are things like, "I'm not making this up, folks." In a quarter mile, go straight at the left.
1: What? What are these? What? Well, Did it's, it just? There's there's so much road construction here that I don't think it's it's caught up yet. And I think we broke Siri. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh she, yeah. She was confused.
0: Yeah. Recalculate. Recalculate. Recalculate.
1: Uh. Recalcul- <laughs> it's, it's just it didn't have time. Yeah. There, there's so many
0: overpasses here. You go underneath one set. And it, and it thinks you're on one of the eight roads that might be above or below you, yes. and it just it just went nuts. I finally just just turned it off. Give me on a surface street. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know our hotel's northwest of here. That's all I need to know. I'm not getting on one of these highways. It breaks out the compass. All right. Yeah, that's I it. got this. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so listen. So we're going to be coming to you today from the uh, from the entire event here at the National Rifle Association annual meetings. So be sitting with you. We're going to be giving you plenty of information, plenty of news. Uh, and pass on. We got. Uh, we're trying to get some new new friends on the program. We're gonna get some uh, some old friends uh, to get get back. In fact, I think next segment. Yes. We we, we got a new friend. We got, we got uh, Allison from the IDPA. Oh yes. Uh, she Allison,
1: is. not Robert.
0: Not Robert. Not Robert. Oh, yeah <laughs> look, look at her laughing at us. And Mandy. No? And Mandy. Mandy. Mandy pushed her over here. So yeah. stick around. We got more program for you. We'll be back after the break.
8: 454-7012. That's
2: 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast, Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. Check out Next Level Training and
0: the CERT S-I-R-T training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We are coming to you live this week from the, well, this is the National Rifle Association's annual meetings, the NRA annual meetings in Dallas, Texas. Uh, you know, we've Big been here, Dallas. Yeah, I've been here the last couple of years, and uh, you, you, you guys know it. And we love it. So it's,
1: it's the 147th. 147th. Yeah. You had a problem with that last
4: year.
0: We'll. we'll. It's 147th <laughs> this year. We'll try and get it right. Okay. I promise. Right. I promise we'll try and get it right. I won't, but we'll promise to try. So that's that's where we'll go. Um, hey, we're gonna bring in the first guest to the program. Uh, we were we were walking around, walking on the floor, looking looking for our victims. I mean, uh, you know, participants to uh, take part in the program here. And we got a straggler. Stopped in my tracks. Stopped <laughs> in my tracks. Stopped in my tracks. I said, you know what? We're always talking competition shooting. We're always talking about yes. the different leagues, mm-hmm. the, the, the different institutions out there. And I walked right past Allison at the IDPA booth. Well, Allison, Allison and Mandy.
1: Well, Allison, not Robert.
0: Allison, not Robert, yes. Uh, <laughs> I was introduced to her as Robert, and that turned out to be wrong. Her name is Allison. So uh, we, we want to welcome Allison to the program.
9: Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: Allison, um, how long have you been involved with the IDPA on the personal side as far as shooting goes? Uh,
9: I started shooting and competing in IDPA in 2011.
0: 2011, okay, that's a. Uh, think about it. You hear well, 2011, it's still here well, 2011. I'm like, oh, that's not that long. Oh, wait, that's yeah, seven years was, already. I yeah.
1: know. Well, mm-hmm. how about Allison, what is IDPA?
9: IDPA stands for the International Defensive Pistol Association. It is the governing body of competitive shooting sports for self defense scenarios. Um, we have 26,000 members in the U.S. and worldwide.
3: And oh, and don't, don't forget, tell them how many official office staff you have <laughs> taking care of those 26,000 members.
9: So we have 26,000 members and four full-time employees. Wow. <laughs> talk about
1: that's, a, that's efficiency. Yeah, yes. <laughs> talk about a workload. We
9: have Woo. amazing volunteers that help the, the organization just flourish.
1: And where are you all based out
9: of? We're based out of Northwest Arkansas and Berryville.
0: But IDPA is countrywide.
9: It is. It's. Okay. I mean, it's, it's international. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: yeah well, the Hent, I part. Yeah.
9: The, the I, internet. Yeah.
0: That would be
3: worldwide. Uh, <sighs> worldwide. <laughs> we, we've got, we got, to, got it. We've got to educate him on these, you know,
0: subtle nuances. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. What What makes IDPA different from everybody else, from Steel Challenge, Ipsyc? What's What's the big differences?
9: So the big difference was, IDPA was founded with in mind having gear that you have at home being able to go to the range with it right so you don't have race guns um you have you know regular equipment regular guns and you can be able to compete with other people with the same kind of guns and gears also uh gear and it's, we got you it's all right don't worry, about <laughs> it. Don't worry about it. also concealment right um so there there's no other concealment in other shooting sports idpa does have concealment and that can mean a jacket or a vest, or that can also mean a nightstand or a, a cooler or a glove box, anywhere that you. Anywhere might you'd
0: normally carry or conceal, carry it. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, Bill and I'd run into that in the. We'd seen concealment stuff, and it was probably the first time we'd seen it. Was with the Law Enforcement Olympics back when we yes. used to do that. They make you do a certain part of the course from concealment, and then seeing IDPA do that was, okay. yeah. Why oh, not? Yeah. Why not? You know, sh- you know, perform like you shoot or train mm-hmm. like you perform. You, know, you get, it, get it done right the first time. Uh, what uh, costs involved? I've not guns, you know, if I want to become a member of IDPA.
9: It is it's super affordable. It's one year for $40, three years for 105 That's it. And then yeah. when you're paying, when you're going to shoot and compete at local clubs in your area, you'll pay the club anywhere between $15 to $25 to shoot each time. That money stays at the club. That helps them.
0: Yeah, they got to pay their range fees. Uh, they got to pay yeah, the, you know, yeah. the maintenance Target, costs.
9: Yeah, yeah all right, that right, stuff. So. It's it's pretty. Um, that's kind of what in, you know, drew me into right. it is you know I could afford it. <laughs> right, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs>
0: now were you um were you a, a, a shooter before that? Any any kind of competition or or not, Okay, no, how did you
1: get into this? I
9: I did not grow up in <laughs> kicking a, and screaming. <laughs> I did not grow up in a, a firearm friendly household at all, and so um, it wasn't until I was in my mid twenties, mid to late twenties, um, where we had called the police on a domestic disturbance next to us. Okay. And they told us flat out, there's no available assistance. It's not a high enough priority. You're, we're basically what came to find out was we're in a very large County and our resources are very limited. Right. And I didn't know that I had the assumption that if you called the police, they're going to be there right right then and there. Right. And I was also going through a divorce. And so, um, wanted to be able to protect me my son. Right. And Went to the range. I, you know, was very anti-gun, super anti-gun. Okay. Um, just didn't have any knowledge.
0: Sure. That's listen. That's a, a lot of it. We see that with, and it doesn't matter if it's guns, cars, or chainsaws. You know, it's it's you know the lack of knowledge brings the, the fear and and oh. uh, and the hatred of the items. Yeah.
9: Absolutely. It, it, you know, it, it's frustrating now that I look back on myself and, right. and think how just you know. Ignorant it was, uh, not to educate myself. Well, ignorance
1: ignorance can be fixed, Mm -hmm. and obviously you've done that. Mm
9: -hmm. You know, I did a lot of research, and um, you know, it really opened my eyes. A lot of people do have light bulb moments, um, and that was one of mine. It wasn't a traumatic one that you know scarred me for life or anything. So I'm very blessed for that. Um, But I definitely wanted to get more involved, and so I went and got my concealed carry license. Okay. And then I was like, what do I do next? You know, how, I don't, you know, where great. do yeah. I go for training? What, do I, what do? do I do? Yeah, what yeah. do I do? Right. And so IDPA um, offered this great avenue of, of learning how to shoot and, and walk. I couldn't even shoot and chew gum when <laughs> 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 my adrenaline was going so great. hard. Great. Um, so that it was a great yeah. introduction into okay. to d- that.
0: What, um, how often do you get to go individually? It
9: um, It depends. You know, my local club shoots once a month. Okay. Some around, especially around Dallas and wherever, parts of country, they shoot every weekend at different locations.
0: Right. So. Because you can, you can. If you're willing to do a little bit of traveling, you know, yep. that, that's what I've seen. And um, uh, my local range has... You know, steel challenge one weekend, IDPA the next weekend, right. cowboy shooting mm-hmm. the next right. weekend. They've always got something going on, right? Yeah. You know, to bring every to bring everybody in because not everybody, you know, wants to do the three gun. You know, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody wants to find their their niche and go. There's plenty of people that do multiple uh, you know uh, layers and 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 great for them if they get the time and the ammo and uh, you know it, it, you can uh, you can really get your skill set up. Um, the uh, the typical courses and ranges, uh, how long if I go out for an IDPA match? How long am I looking to spend?
9: So you know, typically. Matches will start between eight and nine in the morning, okay. um, if they're on a morning schedule, and they usually end around lunchtime. Okay. So you know you can yeah. get home and do your, your rest of your day, have right. family time, all that. It's usually about a hundred rounds of ammo, so you're not spending a ton of money, you know, on on rounds. Right, and that's
0: you know what that's usually what I see for, as far as Sundays go at at my range, and I always thought, wow, we do all the they do all the competition shoots on Sunday. Why are they on Sunday? Well, because Saturday people are paying to come to the range to shoot yeah exactly and sunday happens to be that free day where okay let's you know those people that really want to shoot and they want to join they're going to come out on a sunday so we see that a lot but it's a it it, it's it's a great organization we enjoy shooting with them we've done it before we've we've done a couple of different disciplines and i've always had a blast and that's why when when i said we saw you and you know it was it was oh let's 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 get her over here Uh, the uh let me let's go back to your shooting what, what's your concealed carry gun?
9: Um, my concealed carry gun is a Smith & Wesson shield. Ah.
0: With or without laser? Without. Okay. Yeah. See? She's a shooter. Because yeah. that laser, all that laser does is warn the bad guy. Yeah, they, eh?
4: they work both
3: ways.
0: And, yeah. Yeah.
4: and it
2: attracts
0: cats.
4: Oh, it does Okay oh, yeah, it does <laughs> work that, great. That's fun. Cats. That's yeah. fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, they don't like, the, the cats don't like the 380 though, not that much. They like the <laughs> <laughs> Too loud. Too loud. For them. Too loud for them. Folks, what we're talking about is a laser on a gun. Is great, like on a cert laser training pistol. They're mm-hmm. they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps you to uh, to bring your bring your uh, trigger discipline in and ha- how your firearm works. They're they're good tactically when you want the bad guy to know he's been targeted. That's the benefit, I believe, to them.
3: That and I'm going to say off position shooting, or you know, compromised position shooting, right. where right. you can't bring the firearm up to your eye right. to line up the sights. Yeah, when well you, you, you John, you're talking some bill. John
0: McLean kind of stuff right there yippee <laughs> guy yay but yeah and, and, like you said they work both ways the bad guy knows oh, that, yeah. where you are at that point mm-hmm, too so mm-hmm. uh, great stuff so it's, oh, it's nice to hear you say without the laser that says to me right there shooter shooter <laughs> yeah. 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 they're great they're great to learn and start with but um, uh, Allison thank you for joining us on the program I know it was uh, we just came over and gave you about three minutes notice and said hey you're going to be on the show uh and your, your partner there. She we, got voluntold. Yeah, we want to make sure yeah. we say say thank you to Mandy also <laughs> yes. for, for, you, Mandy. for saying, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing <laughs>
9: it. So,
1: um, so where can people reach you?
9: Uh, you can visit IDPA.com, and you can find a club near you. Just put in your zip code or your state, and a list will appear.
0: That's awesome. Tell them Allison sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the NRA Annual Meetings. We'll see you after the break.
6: your tactical rifle tactical, and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American Shooting Sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to Check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and GunTech swag. Visit guntecusa.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical cool. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at guntecusa.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting.
2: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin.
3: This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by Guntech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at guntechusa.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com dot
0: hey welcome back to arms room radio we're coming to you live from the oh, the nra national rifle association 147th I, I, annual meetings and exhibitions. exhibitions don't forget the h exhibitions yeah. exhibitions. exhibitions cool with hip <laughs> it's cool with hip so whip <laughs> we we're here we're here at the NRA floor we're we're out in uh, out on Radio Row we're having a, we're having a good time so far we uh, Allison last uh, last segment talking mm-hmm. to you about the IDPA which was a treat yes. there, was, there was some there was some stuff you know, I know we've gone out and had a couple of couple of matches and uh, but there was some stuff she she put out there I didn't realize 26,000 members four people running the organization yes yeah, so, doing so the paperwork. Yeah. be
3: patient when you yeah, contact right, the the, right. the
0: corporate office there's only four <laughs> of them wow yeah yeah, yeah exactly exactly right. Uh, hey, Bill we're, we're, and I were out walking the floor, and we met somebody at somebody else's booth, not even at his booth, uh-huh. looked down at his badge, and it said, Smith & Wesson Collectors Association, and, and we said right there, well, he's... Uh, I'm under- intrigued. Yeah, we're getting him on the show. Yeah, yeah. We're getting him on the show. Because- so we pointed at him, like, hey, we like Smith & Wessons, too. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me welcome to the program uh, Mr. Mike Helms. Mike, welcome to the program. Thank you, guys. Pleasure to be here. Uh First off it's for folks that want to follow along it's the, the Smith and Wesson Collectors Association it's the SWCA.org. that's Smith Wesson Collectors Association the swca.org and you can look over there on your uh, on your Facebook page and uh, you can see us putting the information up for you there right now So we want to talk to you. first off tell, tell me a little bit about the Smith and Wesson Collectors
10: Association Absolutely the uh, foundation was uh, uh, began in 1964 uh, we've been doing annual conferences since 1970 and uh, I don't know exactly when this happened, but the tradition became that whoever uh, won the best exhibit at the uh, at the annual conference would then come and display at the uh, National Rifle Association conference. Oh, was that it? See, I didn't even yeah. realize that.
0: See, because we, honestly, we didn't get to your booth. We got you before you got to your booth. <laughs> so now we got to go he back was, over, Bill. He was at another booth, <laughs> yeah. and we're talking to him there, and he goes, uh,
1: yeah, this isn't my booth.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I think we found you over at the, with the military uh, artist yep. collectors. Yep. Yes." Well, that's, that's it. Now we got to come over and see the collection. Absolutely. Describe the collection to us.
10: So the collection that, that's being shown at NRA this year actually isn't my collection. I was invited along. Um, uh, it's Lynn Wood and C.B. Wilson who okay. won the award this year. Okay. Um, they have a phenomenal collection. Um, Lynn's grandfather was actually one of the founding members of the Smith & Wesson Collectors Association. Wow, okay. Um, he had been collecting guns since the 1950s. Uh, absolutely world-class collection. If you're here, you have to go see it. Um, you'll never see another collection of Smith & Wessons like that. Uh, right back to the beginning of the company, the volcanic rifle, or the wow. volcanic pistols. Wow. That, you know, yeah, if you, if, over. If yeah, you yeah, like yeah, Winchesters, yeah. that's where Winchester right. came exactly, from. You're right. Um, they've got a couple of volcanics on display and then right up uh, through the 1890s. So pretty much all the single actions. Um, my display won the uh, Best Antique display. Okay. And, uh, Lynn and Lynn and CB and I are good friends, so they invited me to come along and, uh, and hang out with them.
0: Very neat. Very neat. Nice. What... Um, Besides being just a lover of Smith and Wesson's, is there anything to, to join the organization?
10: Actually, um, they used to require uh, they used to require endorsement from two members. I, okay. I think that requirement might have been dropped. Okay. So if you go to the uh, the swca.org website now, you should be able to download a membership form and fill it out and pay your dues. It's a great organization. You know, we we treat each other like family. Right. You know, we come to these sorts of shows and it's you know hugs and handshakes. Oh, you know, how you doing? Right. Right. Right.
0: You know, you know, one of the reasons uh, we stopped you. Bill and I, big big lover of the Smith and Wessons. Yep. Now I've I've done with with working at uh, you know gun stores and stuff like that. I've gotten old, you know, uh, single action Army, sure. you, knows, uh, you know, I'm sorry, not, I've got the lemon squeezers. Yep. I've got old, old, just incredible old models of Smiths that I've seen over my di- over my years. But I, I think Bill's and I are a little more recent with some Smiths. They're not an everyday carry gun anymore that you see. And not like Bill. No, not a, Bill not jump at all. In.
1: It was, uh, yeah, but, I, I've been I've been on Mike. Uh, one of the Smith & Wessons I've always wanted was uh, the 457. Mm-hmm. It's a shortened version of the .45. Uh, and just for about 20 years, been looking for this gun. Just cannot find it. You know, yeah. I was, you know, originally, my first uh, semi-auto that I carried on duty was the 645, so over yep. a forty five or 6. Uh, but I always wanted a 457 for 20 years. Been just searching all over. Couldn't find one. It was just an absolute ghost. So then... Uh, Mike calls me up one day, and he goes, uh, hey, uh, what was that that Smith you were looking for that you wanted? I said, it, it's a 457. They said, don't tease me. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is the this is yeah, yeah. So he texts me a picture of it. And uh, I live in South Florida. He's in, in, in yep. Central Florida. I, I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> Jumped in the car, drove up there, yep. and that was it. Uh, and and it, it will never leave me. Uh, uh, until the day I die, and then you know my children or grandchildren will inherit it. But I got my hands on it; it's not going away.
10: Yep.
0: We uh, started in law enforcement careers with uh, many years ago, and uh, 686, the, the model 686.
10: Yep, absolutely,
0: it's a classic. Uh, now Smith is again; we have got the 686 plus, and I guess they brought back a lot of their their yes. the classic series. Yeah. You know, yep. But, but this, these were original 686. Yes, it was.
1: The, uh, in fact, when when we both first started. It was mandated you you carried a revolver yeah. until really? you went to an auto pistol transition course. Really? So yeah. I yeah. went through the academy. Uh, in fact, my class was the last class with a cross draw yep. holster, and I had my 686. I, I loved it. Um, looking for another one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've I've got mine. My agency let us buy them when we left, and I bought I bought more than one. Yep. Uh, and it was oh, now you kick yourself. This was uh, mid nineties. You know, and uh, yeah, they sold them all off for, I think it was $225 a piece. Uh, oh, and, and you listen, I'll, I'll as tell As
1: he bows his head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you where I'm from in, in, oh. in, the, in the Central Florida area, and everybody that's ever bought a used police firearm knows this, that that area for the next 10 years is just saturated with them.
3: Yep. They're,
0: they're there. Mm-hmm. And, and so in, in that central Florida area, you couldn't sell one for more than $275 wow. for 10 years. Wow. And then then somebody said, hey, I'd like to get one. And they were like, well, no, no, they're all gone. Everybody that wanted one has yeah. now got one, and yeah. they're gone. Yep. And now it's a $1,000 gun again. Absolutely. You know?
10: Well, here's a li- here's a little tip on the 686. I actually just bought one a couple months ago. And if uh, if you have one of the original ones from the early '80s, and if you open the uh, swivel the cylinder out, look under the crane. Right. And if it's a 686 with no dash one right. or dash two, if it's just a 686. Look for a little M stamp. Okay. If it's not stamped, there's actually an open recall on that gun, and Smith and Wesson will pay to sh- have it shipped back to them. Wow. And I know that because they just shipped mine back. <laughs> okay. With the recall done on it, so. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, let their gunsmiths go through it and. Take care of it for you. So. I'm writing it down
0: right now. Yeah. 686 without the dash and a little M. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna check
1: mine out.
10: Yeah. If it doesn't have the M, then it never had the recall done.
0: Yep.
1: So, yeah. So, uh, in your collection, what's what's your particular favorite one?
10: My favorite's the Model One. That was the first gun that Smith and Wesson came out with. It right. was a seven-shot 22 caliber uh, pistol with a three and three and inch barrel. Right. Uh, came out in 1857. It was the first cartridge load revolver that the world had ever seen. Uh, it was actually what I wrote my history thesis on a couple years ago at North right. Carolina State University. Uh, really, really important gun. I would say it was probably one of the maybe six most important guns in the history of firearms.
0: And, and you nice. heard that right, folks. He's, he's just done his history thesis on the
10: early years of Smith & Wesson. On the early years. First first three years.
0: That's that's early. That's early. That would be early, <laughs> yes, yes. And especially oh, if it's, oh the, yeah. it's
1: the Model
10: 1. Yeah.
3: Not just his first model. Right. The company's yes. first model. Right. Yes.
0: <laughs> That, that's, that's that's neat. Um, what what are what other ones that uh, and, and, and don't tell us what city you live in. We don't want to get anybody all riled <laughs> up. Um, what uh, what one in your collection just says oh, wow there's there's nothing else like that or that's a really hard one as opposed to the ones you love. What's the one the rest of the world with the standard catalog looking at would say wow that's a that's a, that's a smith.
10: In in my collection yeah. um I think the I think the really standout gun um it would be about the 400 and something smith and wesson ever made. Wow. Uh, it, was okay. made in their, it was made in their first years of uh, first year of production. Right. Uh, this was essentially a handmade prototype at that point. There was a lot of oh, changes wow. happening wow. to the gun, so chances are it it, it passed through Daniel Wesson or uh, Horace Smith's hands at some That's...
1: point. Oh man,
10: I just and got it, chills yeah, thinking about Yeah. Yeah. Exactly that.
0: right. <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe it was uh, the air
10: conditioner
1: because we all did it at the <laughs> yeah, same yeah. time.
10: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> the, the collective uh, goosebumps just. Oh.
10: Uh, and, I, and and I won't tell you what I paid for it, but it turned up at a farm auction. Oh. Oh
0: my goodness. That's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's my 457. Yeah, story. yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, we, it just came in, and there it is. There it is. We've all yeah. gotten a couple like that. We've all gotten yes. a couple like that. Um, well, well, Mike, listen, we appreciate you having us on the program. We get uh, we get questions all the time. We'd we'd love to make you our Smith expert. You know, we can give you a call if we need to, and and get you back on the program when when stuff comes up. If Absolutely. That's right with you. Absolutely. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Listen, folks, it's um. TheSWCA.org. TheSWCA.org. That's a Smith Wesson Collectors Association. So theSWCA.org. And uh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to wander back over there right now and get some pictures. Not without me. All right, okay, sold, sold. You can come with us. You can come with us. Uh, Folks, uh, stick around. We've got more program coming back for you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the National Rifle Association's 147th Annual Exhibits and Exhibitions. Wow, we got it right. Meetings and exhibitions. See you in a few.
7: get ready stay ready with the cert training pistol go online right now to next level slash arms room
6: ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle then you want the tactical excellence of gun tech usa gun tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR15, AR10, and AK47 style rifles. For nearly 3 decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at guntechusa.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle, maybe for hunting or home protection? There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an Arms Room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the Arms Room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your Arms Room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, you know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop ArmsRoom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's ArmsRoom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off.
0: Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the 147th National Rifle Association's Annual Meetings and Exhibitions. 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 Cool wahip. Wahip. Hip. Hip. Not hip. inhibitions, sure,
3: but no. exhibitions. 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 exhibitions.
0: Exhibitions. Exhibitions. Now, you might do a little inhalation in this traffic outside of this place, put everybody getting in here. How about the traffic it's inside? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Woo. goodness. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we were just uh, having a conversation uh, on a break here. We, it, it's this place could hold a hundred thousand people if they could get in here. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> the, the parking situation. Uh, and now, I, I, listen, tomorrow Saturday, without the rush hour and without the people working downtown, this place is going to be double packed, uh, like like it. Oh yeah, more than it is today. So, and then of course the president being here today restricted a lot of things with movement around town. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so so it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty crazy here tomorrow.
1: Did you uh, notice a drop in your cell phone reception? And oh, you mean like the, the, the the mobile blocking area? We don't want to want see that. So
0: let me let me bring in a friend of the program here. Yehuda
11: Reimer uh, is 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 joining us again. Uh, Yehuda, cell phones. Did you did you did it happen to you too? You know, I thought it. I mean it did happen to me and I thought it was because I took a CZ hat that said repeal the NFA. Right. <laughs> I was like, shoot man, now they're coming after me. But it's good to know that it wasn't just me. No, no, no. It was it was everybody. Yep. You're on the list now.
0: Uh Yehuda, let let's welcome uh, the people that uh, haven't, have not had the pleasure to enjoy you on our program before. Your author, Second Amendment advocate, uh, and and we've said it before and I, uh, your books for kids are I'd call them revolutionary for teaching kids about firearms. I, I don't want to pump you up too much, but, I mean, the first time I saw them, well, I'll tell you the story, folks. I, we were at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. This is a year and a half ago now? It was It was Dallas. So it was here uh, in Dallas. Near, that's a year and a half ago, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and we, we, were, we were sitting we were on the same panel and speaking. And I, I got up, and I did my my little you know my little ten minute spiel that uh, Mr. Gottlieb asked me to do, uh, and which uh, uh, love doing it you know it's, it's great being uh, associated with him. And then uh, Yehuda gets up, and, he, and I'm sitting there on my panel, and I'm, I'm thinking you know, all right, it's uh, it's, it's I want to get some lunch. you got to get some lunch here, you know, and where am I gonna go? And then he starts to talk about how he got into this, uh, his his family story with firearms, and we're gonna let you go there. But you you do you brought this book up, and I sat there. And I brought it up on my phone during your ten-minute speech, and but when he sat down, what did I tell you when you walked past me? I just ordered two copies of your book on Amazon. <laughs> it. I was like, I, and that didn't happen anywhere else at, at NRA show, at Shot Show, or anywhere, uh, or GRPC. It happened there. So tell us, tell us about the the, the first book and, and everything you've done since then, and and what got you into this?
11: You know, just a sign note, Back to the GRPC. Oh yeah. Our panel were people who are who have been in the firearms industry for a while right and here i am this little kid you know this little 31 year old is getting up there first time speaking publicly right. in 20 years and you know <laughs> i sit down next to you and everyone was just no one said hi to me right <laughs> and, and i'm sitting next to you and i'm sitting next to you and i'm like man they put me on the wrong panel these guys are just <laughs> not nice and then like seven minutes later when i was done with my speech you're like hey i bought two books i'm like this guy <laughs> you know. all right. he's not such a bad guy after all
0: uh, it, um it was that it was that it, you guys got the book and everyone look earl's kid's 28 i gave him one of them you know, <laughs> everybody's kid that i know got a book
11: you know? no but uh yeah so my first book is called safety on and it's an introduction to the world of firearms for children and it's exactly just that I, there's you know there's no political agenda right it solely talks about what to do in all aspects of gun life, dealing with firearms, whether you, f- what to do if you right. find a gun somewhere it's not supposed to be, you know, range rules, you know, uh, cleaning guns, making sure they're locked up properly, every aspect of gun safety, and it's told through the eyes of a little boy. Right. That way, it's more of a peer-to-peer, right, educational book rather than a parent preaching to a child about gun safety.
0: It's funny you say that. Uh, when I brought mine home, I think my daughter was 11 at the time when i brought the book home and she sat and she loves to read and 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 it's not very wordy it's it's very picture oriented for the kid because it applies to kids at all ages that you know they can learn from this my daughter spent you know 10 or 15 minutes and she read the book and then she put her head up and she said daddy i want to give this to zach he needs to read this
4: so she was already <laughs> doing the
0: she was already doing the wow i need we need to share this information with other kids uh-huh. you know with, with her cousin so she, she immediately went there and that's that's it is. It's not just information sharing between us and the children. This book makes the children want to share it
11: with other children. Yeah, and that—that that was my goal. It, it was a goal that I was. I wanted my child, who now is eight, but he's been reading the book since he was five, because right. took me four and a half years <laughs> to get it published. Right. But I want. My, I wanted my children to be able to sit down, read a book by themselves. That was easy enough for them to understand, right. so that before they go to bed. They're like, oh, let's read Dad's book tonight. Yeah. And, you know, right. now my son goes shooting with me, and he is very well-versed right. in gun safety protocol. So,
0: And does it still freak your, 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 his grandparents out?
11: No, uh, <laughs> you know, not, not so much. I mean, my, my parents have accepted it. Um, when I took my son shooting for the first time, I did... Send the video to my parents. My dad was like, "Cool," and my mom was like, "Really?" Um, I'm like, "Get used to it, mom," you know. But uh, I said, I- "I'm not changing." So,
0: yeah. Hey, you've been here. I-, I know we're still in the first day here at NRA show. What's uh, what's your impression so far walking around? And I know you're over at the booth at Second Amendment Foundation. What do you- what do you see and What's what's striking you here? Uh, not product
11: wise. Let's just talk about with what's going on with the crowd. Anything anything hitting you here? Honestly, it seemed very, very small today. Right? Uh, did not seem crowded. It could be because for the last five hours, I, basically since the event opened today, people have been lining up to yeah. go hear Trump and Pence. Um, that's yeah. definitely a possibility. It Why? Ha-
0: it has been. I, th- I think, and uh, you know, we, we walked around as well. There was listen. The number going to be because right, it runs right past us here at Radio Row. Uh, There's going to be 30 or 40,000 people that went in to see them speak rather than go into the convention hall. It's obviously a Friday. We, uh, you heard us talk about the traffic conditions and the road conditions down here. You can get here. It's just going to take some dedication.
11: You're from, you you live right here. I live here. I'm I'm 20 minutes away. So for me, I got, I left my house at 7:15. I got here at seven. You know, give or take 7:45 with little traffic. Because you know what time to go
0: and what time to leave, and not hit the 35e to the you know the 112 and this. <laughs> listen, listen I, I learned to drive in New York, you know, and this is this is horrible. Bill and I were, were were in Kabul, Afghanistan together. That was that was cake compared to driving around here.
11: <laughs> no, that's that's very true. I'm, I'm lucky. I got a parking space two rows down from the elevator, so oh,
0: yeah, listen, after so ta- coming here for. Two days helping get set up. We made a couple of trips here, we got a great parking space because we Ubered this morning to get here, and, <laughs> and, and, left, and it, left the car at the hotel. we pulled
1: right up to the right up to the entrance, and we jumped out and like, uh, hey, you can't park there. We're not parking. We're standing. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> See you later. Yeah. So this
0: uh this facility is 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 pretty nice, and I'm seeing walking around. I think the same thing you did, with, because of the traffic, because of uh, it's also raining here today. Yeah. So. I don't know how often it rains in Dallas. I, I, I have no idea if this is one of those states where you know once a year and it's a, it comes and everybody freaks out. But this, a little bit of the weather going on, the you know with the president being here, that means. Oh yeah. That means movement around town is restricted between here and whichever airport he's coming in and out of. So that's going to be harsh. I'm pretty positive tomorrow this will be, this will be double. This place is going to be packed tomorrow and it's it's going to be crazy. Oh yeah, everybody's off work on Saturdays. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You uh, you did book signing today over at Second Amendment Foundation. I did a are book signing. You, are today. you back over there at all this weekend? Uh,
11: Sunday. I'll okay. be there from Sunday on Sunday from ten to two. Sunday from ten to two, back and, over and, there. And by ten to two, yep. um, there's a reason why I'm an author and not a mathematician. <laughs> um, ten to twelve. Ten to twelve. Yeah. There you go. Ten to twelve. I was going to say four hours of book signing. That's some
0: dedication wow. right there. You need two hours just to carry more books in. That's that's <laughs> you know that's that's a lot of work right there. Um, the uh, the website, if everybody wants to follow it, go to YehudaRiemer.com. And I, I, I know that's the, that's not your common name. You go to our Facebook
1: page there, folks. It's, that's, not, it's, that's not common spelling? It's, it's yeah, a, it, it is. It is common spelling, it actually. Yep. It's just not uh, that common of a
0: name. We'll have it posted up there. But go to Amazon. That's the primary source. It's safetyon.com. Or excuse me, it's amazon.com and look for the book Safety On. Go to Amazon and look for Safety On. Yehuda, thank you for joining us.
11: Thank you for having me again. We'll always
0: have you back on the program. Hey, folks, uh, stick around. we got more program coming up for you. Uh, but until we talk to you next hour, the second hour of the program, please exercise your second member rights responsibly.
3: If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a
1: swivel. Remember, guys, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt. Always go home at the end of your shift. We'll see you after the break.
5: with 11 innovations like our patented downward shell ejection but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance it'll make you a believer the caltech rdb the bullpup done right innovation performance caltech
0: see more at caltechweapons.com
2: Hey, welcome back to Arms Zoom Radio. We're
0: coming to you live from the NRA annual meetings, 147th annual meetings and exhibitions, right? Yes, is that it right? is. Still 147? Right. Right.
1: Still 147. Still 147. Until next year.
0: Until next year, then we'll be at the 148th. But if you're in Dallas, that would skip a number, like their exits do on the highway. Yes. Because this place is. Oh, it's just it, all right. We're not going to go. There. We're not going to yeah, go. Yeah, go yeah. just, we're not going to go. Move traffic. on. Move on. Let's uh, let me let's bring in our next guest, uh, Mr. Rob Pincus from the ICE Training, Ice Training, and the Personal Defense Network. Uh, Rob, welcome back to the program. It's been a couple couple months since we had John, but thanks for joining us. Hey,
12: I am glad to be here. We actually, I think we talked about trying to do something at USCCA yeah, that's Expo, right. yeah. and then that I was just slammed. You know, we had so much education stuff going on there, and seminars, and all that, and like the vendors. It was just a different kind of a thing, right? And here, this one's a lot about. Um, meeting up with a lot of the media meeting up with a lot of the visitors talking to people who don't go necessarily to any other meeting than this one so it's really important i think that we get out there you guys are here you guys are set up obviously an incredibly important place you're right right near the voting area for the 76th seat uh there's a lot going on this year at the nra show and it's important that that people know what's going on if they can't make it and of course if you're able to make it next year you know the 148th um i also like this is also by the way the 22nd year of awkwardness. Uh, <laughs> ever since the 1997 don't, don't, coup. Don't throw any
1: more numbers at you Mike. Know, yeah. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, the anniversary. The, the yeah.
12: anniversary. I was one of them. I thought the 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 I thought that you know bringing Charlton Heston in that's a great idea. in right. assault weapons and all that. And now we see how that plays out. And, and we're sitting here at the voting area. And of course, it, you know I know you guys know Adam Crowd. I think you've had Adam Crowd on the show. We had yes. him so, last uh, week. Adam Adam is just a great guy. And and uh, you know as we're sitting here, we don't know how it turned out. Now, of course, every, the listeners, you know how it turned out right. and I can tell you right now if adam doesn't win I, I don't know how that happens when i see the community and the talk and i i, I am on a different range or two ranges every week uh, as part of the uh, personal defense network training tour right. and i talk to a lot of people leadership in the industry adam has a lot of support and but what he doesn't have is he doesn't have you know 20 and i'm doing air quotes volunteers out here canvassing and just kind of you know handing out the flyers for somebody else last year they were photocopies for someone else but guess what same exact people were handing yeah. out <laughs> yeah. the yeah, thing it's are. like it's like and by the way endorsed by the same exact people and right. uh it is what it is i do not get too political but we are sitting here next to the voting booth and it's a very important part of our responsibility as gun owners you know i, I don't know how many people watch your show or sorry listen to your show are gun owners 70 to one hundred thousand. But how many, how a percentage are actually gun owners? Do we know? No. You know right?
0: what? We've actually we looked at We figure about 50%. We've right. heard from a lot think, of people that I'm not a gun owner, but I but like I'm the program. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I like the program. Right, I'm right.
12: thinking about it. I'm curious. I want to learn about right. it. Well, so for the 50% that aren't gun owners, my right. guess is that you probably believe that, like, the NRA must represent, pick a number, 20%, right. 30%, 80% of gun owners. Right. It's never been 10 Right. Right. It's five to seven percent in their best year. And that's what I want to change. That's what I want to help Adam Kraut change. That's what we all, I think, in in the part of the community I'm really active in think is a sin. You know, it's a problem. Why are we why do we have this NRA that the world? I travel. I teach a lot in Europe. Right. Uh, The world thinks the NRA represents every American gun owner. And in fact, what they do is they only speak to a small group. And we're trying to change that. So I do think it's an important part of activism internally. Right, right? I'm, I'm I'm more worried about educating gun owners than I am changing an anti-gun owner's mind. Let right. me let me police my own. I want to work on my family first, you know. Let's let's go
0: there with uh, training. Let's step back a little bit further to USCCA when we were at the at the at the expo uh, just two three weeks ago, whatever it was. Now it just seems like it all blends together. But that was a, that was a success for them. I think that 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 event has finally uh, cleared that hurdle. It's, yes. It's, it's now it's 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 a demand for training for the expo it's 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 really come a long way
12: it has and they, they really i think it's that that you know that whatever you want to phrase you want to use the hockey stick effect right, right. like essentially you you build this thing and it, it you wonder uh, should we be doing this is this when do we and they they hit the critical mass is right. another one of those cliches right they i think they did that this year it won't surprise me if that's a, a 10,000 plus person event Uh, if not next year, the year after. Now, Pittsburgh, it might be a little harder, but next time they're in Atlanta or in Nashville or even in Dallas, uh, I think they're looking at a 10,000-plus person event.
0: The number this year was 14,000. No. Fourteen thousand. Oh, I'm, yeah. sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. we're talking
12: about two different things. We're yeah. talk, I'm talking about pre-registration. So oh, yeah, pre-registration. Yeah, they were pre-registered yes, yeah. oh, okay. at like five yeah. to seven. So yes. No, yeah. I think they'll hit. I think they'll yeah. hit a number where they're they have ten thousand people committed right. to showing up. And right. here's the difference: right. until they have a track record, the rest. Of, you know, you guys were there, and yeah. you guys have been great supporters. Um, um, Handgun carry was there. They were. They, they right. did a bunch of live stuff. There, there were a bunch of people there supporting it. But the reality is that. The, the industry until they have a track record right. is going to be skeptical but if they can come in and say 60 days out right. hey guys we already have 11, 12, 13,000 people pre-registered right. all of a sudden guess what happens
0: oh sure a lot yeah, more people are interested in
12: participating yeah. everybody's going to be in the media is going right. to show up the bloggers are going to show up and that just is a self-fulfilling prophecy right now it just snowballs and so I'm really excited about that they were they were like I think they were I know it didn't get past seven, but I know it got over five for pre-registration. Yes. That's what this I heard. Year. Yeah, that's those numbers And I, and heard. I think yeah. if they can get to ten next year, maybe the year after, I think that really is a game changer.
0: The paid training was pre-sold three months in advance. Yeah,
12: yeah, they were all locked up. I was, you know, I w- I did the event, the ex the exhibit hall opened up at three. Yes. Three. And my presentation was at 9 in the morning. Right. And honestly, I was like, really, guys? You <laughs> know what? <laughs> and they said, don't worry, Rob. We've had a lot of feedback. We right. know what people are interested in. They know we're doing these books. They right. know we're doing this new live-fire program. You're going to be talking about instructor development and defensive firearms training. Right. People... Th- they're going to be there and sure enough that room was packed the room was as packed as any of the rooms i've ever done at the nra was yeah and it's it's been it's, it was great to see and everybody those seminar rooms were filled nobody was sitting around waiting there was plenty to do until the exhibit hall opened at three right. and then boom
0: right. uh, we mentioned books let's talk about books for a second we've got the new the new book out defensive shooting fundamentals tell us about the new book
12: so this is level one um i actually am on your show instead of Sending the final approvals for Chapter 13 of <laughs> once we, the day was supposed to be the day. It's Friday, and at right. the end of the week, we were going to be done. Level two is going to be out in June, so probably not very long. I would imagine okay. after maybe people are hearing this, uh, we're going to be uh, releasing Level two, and those two books comprise the content side, uh, the the concept and content side, and the technique side of the new live fire program that I'm collaborating with USCC on. So this okay. is officially the new USCCA live fire program, defensive shooting fundamentals, level one and level two we're we of course we have our team at ICE training company who are going to kind of lateral over and become uscca instructors and some of the leaders in this new program but the uscca has 1500 instructors in their concealed carry and home defense fundamentals class that's a a presentation class it's all concept and all of those instructors use whether it's you know the nra basic pistol course or their their state's uh, license to carry or ccw programs they use those for the live fire well now the uscca uh, came to me uh, about a year ago and said, you know, hey, we, we need to have our own live fire program, and why would we do that over again? We, I've worked with right. CCA forever. You know, I've right. been on the board of advisors since 2009. Right. You know, why don't we just partner up on this? And, it, it, you know, I'll, as always, it takes a, a while to get two, you know, uh, organizations kind of in sync, but we are now in sync, and the books are out, and the programs are running, and we're starting to certify instructors, and uh, it's really exciting.
0: Rob, thanks for joining us here on the program. Listen, it's always a pleasure to have you uh, drop by. It's uh, Listen, folks, uh, you want to you get a hold of Rob, you want to reach Rob, you want to follow Rob, obviously it's a icetraining.us, icetraining.us. Uh, or, of course, uh, you know, with the new collaboration with USCCA, just go there to uscca.com, uscca.com. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the 147th Annual Meetings and Exhibitions of the National Rifle Association. We'll see you after the break.
8: 425 454 7012. That's 425 454
2: 7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast-to-coast, with Mike and the guys and the Caltech Studios.
0: Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We are coming to you live from the National Rifle Association's annual meetings and exhibitions. Bill, what number is it? It is the 147th. 147th, 140. You know, it's too bad Kevin's not here. I know he has very fond recollections of the first
1: few of these. Yes, yes, he uh, does. Back when he was a young lad,
0: <laughs> and uh, he can he he, uh, he always enjoys telling those stories of it, wagon. He, he the didn't wagon realize bird. that
1: it was going to be the first annual. It just they just kind of all. showed up Yeah, they up just together. called it the
0: meetings. Uh-huh. Just, yeah, where were are you going to the meetings. To the meetings. Yeah. Yeah. The meetings. So he was he was there. He was there, folks. Give him a, give him a call. Give him a text. You got his phone number. Hey, we got we have our next guest uh, with us. Uh, it's always always a pleasure to have him on the. Pro- I always feel like a big score. This is getting oh yes. This is getting top knowledge throughout the throughout the country. I listen every week on uh, on uh, our, our friends' program. Uh, Mr. Mr. Walters there on the uh, uh, Armed American Radio, and then every once in a while we get the pleasure of having him on the program here with us. Please welcome back Mr. Alan Gottlieb from the Second Amendment Foundation.
13: Hey guys, it's great to be with you and see all three of you for a change. Yes, yes. <laughs> last time I only got to see Mike. It was just me,
0: just me last week. And, uh, we, and we
1: sincerely apologize <laughs> for that. Yeah,
13: you missed, you missed a good USCCA ex, expo. It was really very well attended, and very good. It, you know, it really was.
0: We, we you know, I, and you and I talked uh, at the expo. I think they went well above uh, expectations there, and uh, and they finally made that jump from okay is this going to work, is this going to work, to, okay, the, every year we're going to this.
13: Yeah, it seemed like they were growing each year a little bit, right. and, then, and then they fell off a bit one year pretty deeply, and, right. and now they just like record attendance. I'm really glad to see it. Part of that is to be not just to how well they, they they ran the show and organized for it, but gun owners are energized right now. Right. I mean, uh, you know, we saw Trump get elected to the you know in the White House and everybody said, hey, our troubles are over and we can go to sleep now. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, we're being attacked more than ever before. And the culture war against guns and gun ownership has reached a fever pitch. And our people are responding greatly. And I think you saw that there. You're going to see that here at the NRA show for attendance this year as well. Uh, and I hope that plays out for the November midterm elections as well. Well, we
1: had uh, right here in front of Radio Row as uh, people were filing into the ar- arena to listen to the president uh, speak. I, what, there had to be, what, 40,000? Oh, yeah, 30 40,000 people we'll had to huge. be in <laughs> It was it, crazy. It, yeah. it didn't stop. It was just a constant whine and you know, everybody very supportive of what's going on here at the NRA conference.
13: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm really excited because, you know, as we know, but a lot of people don't realize that it was gun owners that really tripped the elections in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin that put Trump over the top getting those electoral votes and changed those states from blue to red. Uh, So we're looking at the national polling data right now. It doesn't really look good for Republicans, most of which are obviously pro-gun versus Democrats who are anti-gun. But that's national numbers. Those aren't numbers in specific battleground states. And I I really think... uh, gun owners now being energized as much as they are i think those numbers are worthless i think if our people stay energized and show up to vote in november we're going to keep a program majority in the house and the senate
0: absolutely listen we we saw what happened with polls during the last election and you know we were all predicted to just go home and and then and, and
13: bite the bullet you know so yeah. to speak
0: you know that hillary was going to be president and, and we saw what happened but that but the, you're exactly right sir it's it's get those gun owners get those gun voters out there and and do it there's We'd, I feel a sense of security on the national level that we're not going to lose any. We'd love to see more gains with you know, National considered Reciprocity, with the, with the Hearing Protection Act. We'd love to see those go. I don't think we're going to lose many, but it's, it's the brush fires locally. That, that you need the support. This is, this is where the fight's going on, where we're seeing rights be lost every day still.
13: Yeah, right now it's on a state and local city basis around the country where the problems are, but that could be national problems come November as well, right. depending on those midterm elections. Absolutely that's why right. that's so critical. But it's really tough for all the gun rights groups to be able to, to, to fight on the state and local level, because it's not just one battle. You're looking at you know, like 50 battles at a time, and they're all happening at the same time, and they're drain on manpower and resources. And uh, a lot of these local entrenched politicians aren't as answerable to the public as some of our national figures are. And it makes it very difficult to defeat some of these measures. And so that's why the Second Amendment Foundation's court case has become so important. Because that in many kinds of ways is the only way to get rid of those cases, those laws. And to be honest about it, if it weren't for the Foundation's case in uh, McDonald v. Chicago, right. that incorporated the Second Amendment through the 14th Amendment, we wouldn't be able to be suing the federal courts and knocking out all these laws all across the country. So that case probably is even more important than the Heller case. And, of course, you couldn't have had McDonald without Heller. But it was McDonald that opened the door to all this litigation that's protected our gun rights.
0: We've got the Gun Rights Policy Conference coming up later in the year. Uh, It's it's just outside of Chicago. Uh, You've you've got some some suits you're you're working right now in the state of Illinois. I I want to talk to you about those suits, and then we'll come back to GRPC being right down the street there.
13: Yeah, you know, it's really kind of interesting that uh, we, we have about 30 cases going on around the country right now. But about seven of those cases, maybe <laughs> eight in another week or two, which we'll talk about, are all filed in Illinois. And we've had great success in Illinois. I mean, it wasn't just McDonald you know, versus Chicago, the night got the chicago gun ban and incorporated the Second Amendment through the 14th to all 50 states. But you had Ezel one which knocked out the ban on uh, on gun ranges in Chicago. And, of course, when Chicago said you could own a gun, they then said you had to have range training, but they banned gun ranges.
4: We knocked that out
13: as unconstitutional. <laughs> then they passed the law that basically said you could have gun ranges, but you had to jump through all these hoops, which were impossible to jump through. We had to file a federal court on that saying there was a de facto ban, and we, and we won again. That one also was interesting because part of that was they, anybody under the age of... Uh, uh, I want to say 21, but it might have been 18, was not allowed to go to range and and shoot. And we basically got the courts to say, hey, minors have gun rights too. It's become very important today on the EZL2 because of what's happening with this push to to ban guns from anybody under the age of 21. so that that's really important. Then of course we sued in Illinois and won again on Moore versus Madigan, which knocked out the ban on carrying firearms statewide for self-protection, and forced them to pass a shall issue can still carry law in Illinois. Uh, so those are some big successes. And of course we've got all those in federal court, not just at the local court level, but at the court of appeals levels as well, where we won uh, all that precedent for all these other cases we now have going on in Illinois. What's, uh, what's going on with Deerfield? We
0: talked about that on here where they uh, they came up with a, you know assault weapon ban right there in the city, and I know you filed that. Anything
13: new going on there? Well, Deerfield has to respond to that suit, and they get a certain amount of time to respond to it. And they've been dragging their feet, of course, with trying to figure out how to respond to it. Uh, I think they expected a suit, but they didn't expect a suit on the grounds that we filed it on. They expected a direct challenge in Second Amendment rights, right. and uh, they figured they could, might have some, some good standing and ground to do that by saying well, we're only banning certain guns, not all guns, and so it's okay. Right. But instead, we banned on we, we filed on the state preemption law. That was part of the concealed carry law when that got passed. We had a, we got state preemption put in, and certain places were grandfathered in that they could pass they could keep the laws they had, or they had two weeks to ten days to be able to pass an, a new laws. Deerfield chose to pass a new law about assault weapons. It basically said they had to be stored properly and transported properly. Well, an outright ban is a little different than right. "quote unquote" storage. So they're trying to claim that they just amended their law. They didn't really pass a new one. And it don't it doesn't pass the smell test.
0: <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> that's that's a uh, that's one we follow, Deer, and, and like I said, we'll, we'll we'll hope to see something soon. It just seems so obvious when they when they when they pass these. You know, you, why not just say, L- look, it's a symbolic gesture. You, you, want, you know, try and get well, out of it.
13: But they come. it's so blatant. But in their case, it's far from a symbolic gesture. Right. For every day, you know, because the farmer's owner's ID card, they know what guns right. you own. And every day you don't turn it in, when it becomes effective, it's a $1,000 a day fine. That's not symbolic. That that, no. that that puts gun owners into bankruptcy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it would just Quickly. seem like you know, perhaps a vote of, I don't know what they would call it, you know, it's a proclamation that we don't like guns. You know, that... Rather than lose the city's money when, you, when, you, when you, uh, you beat them publicly in court, you know?
13: Well, if they could have got away with banning every gun, right. they would have done it. They just couldn't get away with it. But you have a very anti-gun city council and anti-gun mayor. They passed this unanimously. Yeah. Sure,
1: and all they're doing is riding the wave of uh, public sentiment going on right now. And so they keep pushing the agenda out there of the, quote-unquote, assault weapon or the assault rifle. You know, I can pick up a baseball bat and hit somebody. now. It's, is that now an assault bat?
13: Of course. It's, yeah. it's all well, different. you just you just had, you know, situations around the globe in, in Toronto and other places where people are taken a vehicle and killing multiple people with a vehicle. Right. Is that making a, a, an assault Chevy or an assault Ford? Well, it
1: it's funny you mention that because the president did uh, bring that up in a speech today.
13: Uh, yeah. Are we going to have
1: to start banning, you know...
13: Vans, salt and trucks and trucks and vans
1: and pickup trucks and, cars, and, and yeah. cars i
13: think he took that from a from a quite frankly from a column we wrote and uh <laughs> from the news release that we had put out and we, we raised that to the media to try and hold them accountable right. i think trump read that
0: well that's always good if the president's reading your stuff that's that's a that's a good sign so um hey sir we're, we're coming up on a break you got a few moments to stick sure, around with us for another please Hey folks, you're listening to us uh, coming to you live from the NRA annual meetings and exhibitions, Dallas, Texas. This is number 147. The 147 of the annuals, annual exhibitions. A- annual, and not annuals. Annuals, Annials. got it. Very good, very good. Uh, stick around, we got more for you after the break.
6: your tactical rifle cool and accessorize it with the latest gear from Guntech USA. Family-owned and operated Guntech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR15 and AR308 platform style rifles. For nearly 3 decades Guntech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports favorite rifles. Choose Guntech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with Guntech USA's new free floating handguards. To so locate a dealer near you or or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and GunTech swag, visit guntecusa.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical cool. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at guntecusa.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting.
2: Hey, welcome back to
1: Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live
0: from the NRA Annual Meetings, 147th Annual Meetings and Exhibitions. Right, Bill?
1: Annual Meetings and Exhibitions. Got it
0: right. Got it right. I'm, listen, I'm almost done with the program. And, he is uh, trainable. Well, well
1: it's going to drop off. I know, I know. It's written
0: down here. It's, as, it's like when I you study
1: it. for a test in school and then you do the brain dump. That's what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> Made it through a whole semester of college like that once. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: just, just like that.
0: Uh, we have uh, joining us again uh, back here after the break, Mr. Alan Gottlieb from the Second Amendment Foundation. Alan, thank you for sticking around with us. It's my pleasure. <laughs> well, we weren't going to let you go anywhere. We are we got you surrounded here at the table, so we were getting that second segment.
4: <laughs> I am armed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that is a sharp-looking bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we just got done talking about uh, the, the, your lawsuit against uh, the city of Deerfield there where they've banned some firearms. Also in Illinois, we've had on the other side of the... Uh, other side of the coin the the county of effingham i don't know if you if you followed the, the county of effingham up there just declared themselves a second amendment sanctuary city nice symbolic it doesn't mean anything but uh, you know it's good to see that there are people in illinois that do care for firearms rights
13: yeah there are a couple other cities around the country that are doing the same thing it's it's a pushback you know gun owners have been pushed up against the wall so much that it's a time to rebel back and fight back, and uh, it's nice to see city councils voting to, to say that, do that. And uh, it, it, while it is symbolic, right, it, 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 it's important. Oh sure, because because it, it shows the country that you know you just can't eradicate gun rights and not expect to fight back.
0: Yeah, and this is the the first step in the political fight. You know, you, you do these kind of things. Nobody's talking about picking up arms at this point you know that's not what we're saying here folks this is this is how people around the country know this is how all of those little organizations and all those little media groups get to see no this is this is not a one-sided fight here Uh, you have a daycare issue going on in illinois many other states but i know you filed the suit there in illinois
13: yeah like other states illinois has this law that if you're going to be a daycare provider you're in daycare in your own home you're not allowed to own a gun so it means you have to be disarmed and not just when the kids aren't there but at all 24 7 you don't get to have a gun to protect yourself or your own family yet alone the kids of course are in the daytime that are at the daycare right uh it's not a matter of how you store the gun or you know how you use it it's flat out it's an outright ban on ownership and so we filed in federal court on that and of course if we win that suit which i believe we will that's going to start impacting a lot of other states as well who have similar laws we're I mean, not going to knock out a bunch of laws with that one suit is my hope now i i don't have
0: the illinois code here in front of me so for, forgive me if i'm missing this point is this a ban against
13: daycare specifically or any home-based businesses only home-based daycare home-based daycares okay, okay. How, so this- however there are some other states that, that do have provisions About other businesses as well. Okay. So it it will set a precedent for all of them. That's
0: great. That's wonderful. Uh, You've got something
13: else coming up on the on the horizon as well. Yeah. As you know, I'm really not supposed to talk about legal cases before we file them. (laughs) But this one has me so upset and so angry that without giving away real specifics, I'm going to talk about it because it's just it's appalling. But as, as, you know, as you guys know and your listeners know, uh, you know some of these students from Parkland started you know, these walkouts in school to protest gun ownership and, and, and support gun, gun confiscation, gun, gun prohibition. Well, one young one, – I won't even mention the state, but one, one young lady 14 years old didn't want to do that. She saw it, thought gun rights were important, and they made her go out. So she went out. She took a sign with her supporting the Second Amendment, and so they suspended her from school for it. No, and we're, we're going to be filing in federal court that she really deprived her of her constitutional civil rights under the First Amendment to talk about the Second Amendment. And uh, as you're probably aware, there are a number of schools that have done similar things all across the country. So, again, we're hoping this one lawsuit then shuts down a lot of this all across the country because I find it appalling when you can't even think or speak if you, if you don't agree with, you know, the – Popular culture of demonizing guns and gun owners, and part of the culture where we want to eradicate firearms ownership, that you're not allowed to even speak out, uh, or you're forced to join the other side against your will. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this suit, so I'm talking a little bit about it without giving away the specifics.
1: Well, then there's uh, also in part one there was uh, one of the students that was demonized
13: on social media
1: yeah, when he, posted that he went,
13: when he uh, yeah. went shooting with his. Uh
1: Oh,
13: yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that young man is going to be speaking at the gun rights policy conference in Chicago that we're having. Yeah. And uh, so will a few other young people as well who have been uh, picked on and demonized for opposing the, the gun control culture.
0: Yep, Kyle Kashoof, yeah, we talked about him here on the program as well. Uh, before we talk about the GRPC, you've got one more case in Illinois that you're looking at uh it's an odd issue between with instructors from
13: Indiana, you know. Oh, and, well, it's one we, it's one that's filed and, and it's it's ongoing litigation okay. right now. But we have people like you know neighboring Indiana, I it was actually one well, plaintiffs from Indiana, right. uh, where they're licensed in Illinois to teach the concealed carry classes, so that person who's an Illinois resident can get the permit. But Illinois won't give them the permit. So you had the instructors teaching Illinois residents how to get a permit, and so they can qualify for it but the instructors can't qualify for it. <laughs> that's okay. just... And, I mean, if that is an absurdity, and, of course, it shows to the court just how ridiculous these laws are and how they're enforced and, and how... But the intent really is is not to allow people to exercise their Second Amendment rights.
0: And they're doing it. It's, they're doing it. Well, that's 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 good. It's good that the lawsuit is is pending. Not that, not that this happened. It's obviously ridiculous. That's idiotic. Uh, Rosemont, Rosemont, Illinois, which is a is is a tiny little suburb that well not tiny but it's a little suburb there of Chicago, right between uh, the upper northwest corner of Chicago and uh, O'Hare, nestled right in between outside the city limits of Chicago.
13: Yeah, actually, I think O'Hare Airport is actually in Rosemont city limits. Is it okay? Okay. Uh, So because this is a shuttle right across, you know, a few blocks over to the hotel. And so we're holding our National Guard's Policy Conference. This is actually going to be the third one we've held in Chicago over right. the years. I like to go back, so to speak, to enemy territory and right. expand the playing field right. rather than watch the playing field shrink. But this is going to be probably our biggest, our largest, and maybe our most important one that we've, ever, that we've ever held. And I'm really kind of excited about it because it's great to go back to Illinois with bragging rights because we keep beating the anti-gunners over the head right. in court, and I love it.
0: Uh, listen I, it's, it's once a month I get to get to see a picture of you holding a check from Illinois it seems you know it's a, it's a, it's a great it's actually, bad for the people of Illinois but it's you know it's, it's good for SAF and gun rights well, at everywhere. least we,
13: at least we know where those tax dollars are going yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, actually it's really funny you, you mentioned that because now I see that picture almost every day because <laughs> on the internet there's this ad that's running and somebody poached the picture off of a news site of me holding up the check for like four hundred thousand dollars or something for one of the checks we got from, from the city of Chicago Telling people, you know, he, you know, we help you collect money from government, but they're using the second financial check your and picture. a picture of me to do it. So now it's every on the internet. It's like all over the place. So like every day I see my face with that check on the internet now. Years <laughs> later, and it's hysterical.
14: That's, that's,
13: I, I think I've seen that.
0: I think I've seen it uh, with that ad. Now that you mentioned it, that's. That's, that's craziness. Uh,
13: we're coming up end of September. I think it's uh, – what are the dates for it? September 21, Friday evening. September 22 and 3 is Saturday and okay. Sunday. Uh, and people can register it at saf.org, saf.org. Conference registration is free. We supply the food, the meals, all the books and materials that, that all the attendees get. A great place to network. A great place to you know get involved If, you, if you're not really involved and you want to be, if you want to meet all the movers and you shakers of the gun rights movement. Find out what's been going on for the past year, where the gun rights movement's going in the next year. It's the gun rights event of the year. It's it's folks.
0: It's great. And you and, and you heard
13: Mr. Gottlieb right.
0: You, you, free books, free literature. You're, you're going to take home 15 pounds worth of books? Easily. Ever easily. easily. Yes. I, I remember last year we had one of the one of the gang couldn't go, and he said, could you bring my books home for me? I was like, oh, come on. I'm already carrying mine. <laughs> Dude, I didn't bring a back belt. <laughs> come on. Yeah. This that is, that, this. that was me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, you, there's, there's lunch there provided as well, and, and it's, it, it keeps you there. Listen, we, you get more... If everybody goes and leaves and goes for lunch for an hour and a half, you, you lose so much well, contact well, the, time.
13: The lunch is really an important part. That's where we give our award ceremony, Great. so that, that key activists and people supporting the right to be all year get recognized by their peers. So it's actually a working lunch. We have some key speakers that speak at that luncheon Great. as well, and and uh, we don't we don't waste that time because it's very valuable time. People travel all across the country to get there. Yep, exactly right. Listen, folks, up, uh, you,
0: you need to be there. This is this is this is the place where policy is worked on and formulated and, and plans are put together your state organizations i, I you know I, there were some states i didn't know had organizations didn't know need them but they've got them ready to go in case something happens and they're always monitoring what's going on in the little towns and little cities this is national policy this is this is local this is state this is federal it's all of it there you should be out there and this i love it i love we're going to be in their face again i love we're going to be standing there in chicago and and having having a good time with them uh Mr. Gottlieb, thank you again for joining us on the program. It's saf.org. And if you want to go to see the GRPC, the Gun Rights Policy Conference, then it's a slash GRPC at the end. But it's saf.org. Membership still
13: rising? Membership is definitely still rising, which has been really great this year. Uh, gun owners responded phenomenally to the attacks on our rights. Uh, it, it's It's... It's horrible that we
0: have to be in this position, but this is the organization you want behind you and you want to be a member of if it happens. Uh, Thank you for joining us on the program, sir, and uh, folks, stick around. We will see you after the break.
6: A family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR15, AR10, and AK47 style rifles. For nearly 3 decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at guntechusa.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done
2: Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast-to-coast coast, with Mike and the Guys and the kel Studios.
3: The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com.
0: Army Specialist Dane O. Carver. Died December 26, 2005, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Carver, 20, of Free Point, Michigan, was assigned to the 1st Battalion, 125th Infantry Regiment, Michigan Army National Guard, out of Saginaw, Michigan. He was killed when his Humvee came under attack by enemy forces using small arms fire in Kaladea, Iraq. Carla Halwerda, 23, and Carver's fiance, described Carver as an adventurous person and wanted to, wanted to make a difference. He often spoke about the danger of patrolling in Ramadi, a Sunni Arab militant stronghold. Carver, a former football player, graduated from high school in Midville in 2003. Carver's sister, Kristen Jameson, said he was proud of his work in Iraq and worried about his men when he was on leave. Army Specialist Dane O. Carver, you are not forgotten.
3: If you have any form of legal question that you think you'd like to speak to an attorney about, you can reach me at MaxOrlando.com. You can reach me by email at KevinCMaxwell at gmail.com, at the office phone number 407-480-2179, or on my cell phone at 407-467-4960.
0: Thank you, Kevin. Thank you again for uh, sponsoring the Fallen Hero segment of the program. Folks, if you, you know somebody you'd like to hear on Fallen Hero, please uh, reach out to us, armsroomradio.com, armsroomradio.com. You know, friend, relative, somebody read about in a book, no matter what it is, we'd be, uh, we'd be honored to, to do the tribute to them uh, here on the program. Uh, hey folks, uh, please welcome uh, just to the program. We have uh, Mr. Adam Kraut with us. Well, Mr. Attorney Adam Kraut, what are we calling? What are we going with? You can just call me Adam. We're going with Adam here. Adam <laughs> es- Esquire. Adam Esquire. Yes,
14: that's Esquire. Adam Esquire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Adam is a is a candidate for the NRA's board of directors. Adam, welcome to the program.
14: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure. Uh, hey, hey, let's go back.
0: Let's tell us about yourself first. Those people that have never never tuned in and, and you know and seen the legal brief or know that you're running for the board of directors, you need to tell us a little about yourself.
14: Well, uh, I'm a very interesting individual. I hail from... No. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> I know. I'm just long I like going to the beach. beach. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes. It's more the woods these days. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I grew up outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Um, I grew up in a house that didn't have guns. so right. it, A lot of people, when they ask me this question, it's, well, how did you find your way to where you are currently in life? So right. I grew up in a house without guns. I learned to shoot in Boy Scouts. The first time I ever shot a gun was .22 down at Camp Horseshoe. Stupid smile that never left my face. Right, I'm right. sure it's still there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And I think everybody has that smile. Yeah. And if you oh, yes.
1: shave, you still look like that young Boy Scout.
14: That's exactly right. That's why I don't shave. <laughs> <laughs> um, so from there, it was one of those things where, you know, I turned 18, I bought a shotgun, I brought it home, I was told to get rid of it, and I still have my shotgun. So okay. we, we can, right. we know how that panned out. Mm-hmm. I turned 21, I bought a handgun. I had applied for a license to carry, and in pennsylvania the sheriff mails it to you and some so it showed up in the mail my parents told me that i would be no longer with us in a very short order and clearly that's not the case because here i am 10 years later right um so it was one of those things that i through life experience that as time went on my dad randomly one day had asked me to take him shooting okay um so i took him okay and that stupid smile that was on my face that i that i can remember was now on his face and all of a sudden his his opinion about guns shifted and it went from, these things are bad, because he, he was born in New York, grew up in New Jersey, right. never had a gun. Right. My, my mom, very limited experiences. I wouldn't call her outright anti-gun, but she certainly wasn't a proponent of firearms. Right, right. But that little experience right there shifted his perception on it. And that's one of the things that I've kind of been really getting at on the NRA platform here is the educational aspect, and I'll get to that in a second. So right. anyway, uh, went to college, went to law school, uh, managed a gun shop while I was in law school so I was a night student. I got an internship at the law firm I'm at, where my boss had been doing firearms law, and he was the name I always saw in the Pennsylvania gun form. So I, getting towards okay. the end, I need an internship. Uh, how do you know, Can I come right. work for you guys? So that's where I ended up working, and uh, I've been involved in all kinds of uh, civil litigation uh, since then Second Amendment as applied challenges, FFL revocations, license to carry denials, right. gun trusts you know, the whole gamut of pretty much everything other than if you shoot the guy, I'm not the one you call. Right, right. I can't, I can't <laughs> help you. Right, right.
0: Um, where, where was college? Where'd you go to college? SUNY Binghamton. Okay. Up in New York, and that yep. was oh, yes. you know, yep.
14: yeah, and that was another thing. So I got my first form one approved while I was in college.
4: Right. I nice. did it for
14: an SBR. My nice. buddy, who was a gun guy from New York, from up in Utica, I remember during that time it took about, I think it was about three months, maybe a little less, for the okay. form one's the process. Right. The golden years, at least yeah. when I started yeah. to get into <laughs> it, right. And uh, it took longer for him to get his. Uh, pistol permit from the state than it right. did for me to get my paperwork back from
10: the feds that's pretty ridiculous yeah, yeah. it
14: was pretty ridiculous yeah. so that you know uh, that was a whole other exposure into that that right. kind of stuff there um so it, i mean that's kind of like the you know, quick snapshot about me i enjoy backpacking you know i, <laughs> I, I like cooking long, you know long, you long want to long know, long know, you know the <laughs> other aspects of my life you know i like that kind of stuff as well so
1: so uh what brought you here with the getting involved with the nra
14: well, I mean, I've been a member of the NRA since 2009, I've been a life member since 2012, I became a benefactor member last year at SHOT Show, uh, and this was the result, the board, anyway, uh, election run was a result of a conversation with a current board member, uh, multiple conversations really over a couple months of after right. a suggestion of, hey, I think you would be good at this too, okay. I got some questions. Yeah. I got more questions. Right. Uh, you know, and then finally I decided, okay. So I, I ran by petition the members both times. I obviously didn't win yet.
1: Right. Right, right. <laughs> uh yet. You know, yeah, yes. yet. Yeah, yeah. So Emphasis on yet.
14: First go round, I lost uh, in the mail ballot by about 6,000 votes. I ran at the annual meeting last year. I lost right. by 60 votes. The one thing I will say for that, and I'm quite proud of this, is that Uh, We doubled the number of people who participated from the year before, almost doubled. It was about 1,200 the year prior, to the 16 meeting. Last year it was 2,008 people who voted. So if anything, I've hopefully brought awareness to the fact that members can vote at the annual meeting. This year certainly shown that by people coming up and being like, oh, you know, we're here to vote for Adam. Uh, I don't know how much I lost by this year in the mail ballot, but I do know I beat Grover Norquist. I beat uh, another current board member or, well, I guess former one now. And then the gentleman that the NRA is running as their 76th candidate here today, where they have about, I don't know, 10 people, 15 people on day one uh, handing out literature for him, which kind of like day two last year. Uh, I also uh, had more votes than he did.
0: Okay, wow. Yeah, they are. They're flooding the floor. (laughs) Yeah. They're standing right in front of us. But yeah, yeah.
14: they're certainly, you know, for the opposition here. uh, And they're scared. Well, and we, I don't know we, why. we are
1: right next to the sign that says no electioneering beyond this point that's so, right and so they stop right here at us yeah, we're, yes <laughs> we're we're at the uh, the tail end of it
14: yeah.
0: What's the uh, what's the what's the couple of uh, the big things you want to bring to an NRA to the board to the board of directors if you if you get the when you get the selection?
14: A different a different frame of view. I'm a younger guy. I'm 31. Right. Um, you know, I, my my take on things isn't necessarily the same as somebody who's older. Which doesn't necessarily mean we don't agree on right. issues as well. There's plenty right. of old guys I know that are like, you know screw the NFA. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think the organization needs to do is I've really touted educational aspect, as I kind of alluded to earlier. And the real quick snapshot of that is essentially that if you're putting guns and gun education back in school, you're teaching kids as far as, you know, this is what it is. This is how it's safe. Right. We yeah. have a positive experience. Right? right. Later on in life, when they become voters and they hear politicians spewing nonsense, they go, well, that's not necessarily the case right. here. Um, other parts of that, the public perception of the NRA is obviously terrible. And as you see now, especially right. now, the uh, NRA is getting slammed in any number of ways from politicians, news sources. I think there's some one protester out here today.
1: Is it Alyssa Milano? Because I want
0: to <laughs> No, it's here. not. I oh, was hoping it would yeah, be. I yeah. know,
14: right? The one we're hoping for doesn't God. show up. Well, I
1: think with all the rain that we had today, they kind of may yeah, melted a little there. bit. Well, that's <laughs> what happens <laughs> to witches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I notice a lot of houses dropping out there. <laughs>
14: <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, um <laughs> So that, that's been, you know, one of the big things. But the public perception and, and the NRA's reluctance to get involved in the discussion right. rather than allowing the narrative about it to be shaped. You know, yep. it's all yep. it's all well and good that you have NRA TV and you have people like, Call, you know, Colleen Noir yep. and, and Dana Loge appeals to a certain subset. She's certainly not for everybody. Right, right. But you're touting, it, it, you're, you're preaching to the choir on NRA TV. You're not reaching people that aren't there. You need to find a more diverse group and not necessarily get rid of, current spokespeople or other similar people but put them out on national television train them in in debate train them in arguments train them and, and run them through yeah. things so that way when the time comes they can hold an intelligent conversation about the topic at hand they don't have to stick talking points and they can bob and weave and get the job done and then people will look at it and go well that guy's an nra member right well that's not wayne lapierre that's not you know exactly. the face i thought it was
0: Adam, we got we gotta we gotta go, we gotta finish up the program, we gotta we get some hard times. Um, how does people how do people follow? How do people see and how do people keep track of the boat?
14: Sure, so uh, I'll put it out on social media, but uh, you can check out my website, adamkraut.com. It's K-R-A-U-T like sauerkraut. You can follow me at the Adam on Instagram, uh, Facebook.com slash the Adam and the same on Twitter.
0: Folks, thanks for joining us here today. It's been a, it's been a wonderful time here at the 147th annual meetings and exhibitions of the NRA. And uh, until I see you next week, until we all see you next week, please exercise your 2nd memorized
1: responsibly. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. All my brothers and sisters in blue, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, go home at the end of your shift. We'll see you next week.
5: The Deltec PMR-30